0: hey everybody it's lynn and thanks for listening to one of my very first podcasts i've ever created if you're hearing this message that means that yep you guessed it these are one of the first and i am learning my way around the podcast world i'm really excited to be going on this adventure And meeting new people, really learning about others, overcoming their own adversity, living life on their own terms, how they hustled or overcame or whatever that is. And it's a little scary to be putting myself out there. And so some mistakes have made. You'll hear some growth as the podcasts go on. I'm not a professional, but I'm learning and I'm really excited to be sharing these Initial podcast with you, perfectly imperfect. So I hope you enjoy, and I'm wishing you all the best. Ciao for now. Welcome to the Confessions of a Digital Nomad podcast. My name is Lynn Howard, an international speaker, consultant, coach, and you guessed it, digital nomad. And I want you to create a life. On your terms. We always have a choice. This podcast is about hustle, perseverance, manifestation, and making it happen on your terms. In the end, how do you want to be remembered? Someone who had a life or someone who truly lived by their own design? We are not our circumstances, our circumstances are a part of us. So join me as we create a life on our terms. Hello, 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 this is Lynn and I am calling in from Bangkok with Confessions of a Digital Nomad. I have a very special guest, Monica Perez Burnett today. Hi, Monica. Hi, Lynn. Hi, thanks for jumping on. I'm really stoked to have Monica. I've known her for a few months, met her via social media, um, and been watching her grow. She's been doing a podcast every single day since the beginning of the year. Is that correct, Monica? That's correct, every day. Talk about commitment. So, what day is it of the year? It is 226 today. That's right. That's awesome. So, 226. That's real commitment. So, not only is she a podcaster, but she is Chief Global Officer of Sanctuary Girl, which is a really cool, um, they started off as jewelry, uh, faith led jewelry. So, really inspirational um, stamping and different pieces that they empower, embolden, and equip women and men. Is it both lines? Men and women? Yes, mostly women, but we do have some items for men as well. Awesome. Check that out. Beautiful work. Also, owner of Faith Led Business, and that's faithledbusiness.com, where she helps women be the go-to in their industries and live a faith-led business and life. So she really just helps people live their best life of who they are, and, uh, uh, definitely in the light of God, um, she's a closet techie, which I love. I love people who are techie because I am not. And so I have a couple of girlfriends who are just techie to the core. And I love that you're a te- closet techie. And mm. the biggest thing is that I find just awesome is you are a mama of eight. Yes. Yeah. And of course a wife. So I appreciate you being on the call today. Thank you. You want to talk a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'd be happy to. Thank you so much for
1: having me on as a guest and i excited to talk to your audience. So my story in a nutshell is I have been in business as an entrepreneur uh, since the day I was born. <laughs> I basically <laughs> believe that I have, there are certain people who have the DNA of an entrepreneur where you're always thinking up things, looking for ways to serve people, looking for ways to use your gifts. Um, but no, I really started when I was 20 and I am 48 now. So it's been 28 years of being an entrepreneur uh, and just learning business and all different kinds of industries. But interestingly enough, my story did not begin there. Uh, I started off, I went to uh, to the university and I got a double major in religious studies and Spanish. I am, my parents are from South America, so I speak Spanish. So that was an easy major to get. Mm-hmm. But uh, the religious studies part was because I had this heart and calling to be a youth pastor. And so I, I got that degree and I started working in that, in that area, serving in ministry. And all of a sudden I was 20 and I had kids coming. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, you can't work with youth on nights and weekends when you have young children that just, it's very hard to do. So I felt that that wasn't the right move Uh, for my circumstances in the moment. And I left, Um, I left what I would say that calling never detached myself from my faith, but not working in it as I had planned. And I dove into entrepreneurism, learned so many things about myself, especially about my need for perfectionism. Uh, Using my work as my identity, I became a workaholic Um, About At the halfway point, around the 10-year mark of being an entrepreneur, I felt that I needed to prove myself to people. um, And the way to prove myself and to prove that I did want a better life for my children was by working more and thinking that that was going to get me a result. Uh, My identity was very much in alignment with what I was doing and how I was doing it. And so um, it was many years of just striving and pushing and, you know, having moments of being bedridden for three months because I had taken, I had pushed my body to a point where I couldn't anymore, even though my drive and my mind wanted me to, but my body said, stop, (laughs) it's time to regroup. And so, um, so many, many lessons learned. And now, interestingly enough, it's so funny. Sometimes you're like, well, why did I even get that degree? religious studies? You know, why why did that even happen? And um, this past year, actually, God came knocking on my door once again and said, remember that degree you got? Remember that day you said, yes, well, I'm coming back to claim that. And uh, and he just called on me to, at the end of last year, um, you know how everybody looks for their word of the year right? At the end of any yeah. year. And so all my entrepreneurial friends were like, oh, you know, posting their different words. And while I wanted to adopt all of them, none of them felt quite right. And all of a sudden, one day I'm just walking in my room and I hear this speak, speak is your word of the year. Wow. And I didn't know what that meant in the moment. I was like, speak, what does that even mean? And a few days later, In a moment of prayer, I just heard I want you to do a daily devotional, which now I I, later I turned into a podcast, but I want you to do a daily devotional every single day of 2020. And I was like, um, do you realize I have eight kids? (laughs) Hello. Hello. You gave me two sets of twins in there. You know, it's a busy life. How am I supposed to do that? But um, but I said okay, I will try that. And lo and behold, it has been the most amazing year of my life. You would think 2020 was canceled. Absolutely not. It has been a year of uh, restoration
0: um, and a
1: year of being able to see the dots connect, find purpose, and be obedient and willing to walk in that purpose. Um, And so I just turned this into before my, my business was mompreneur hacks because I'm like, well, yeah, I'm a mom and I'm hacking every day, (laughs) not only with tech, but with just life. And so that was my brand. But, um, you know, I just felt this, this calling to, no, you need to speak to people who are looking to go deeper and find a deeper meaning in, um, in the business that they're called to have because there's a reason why they are an entrepreneur. It's not a hobby. Uh, One of my taglines that I've carried along over the years is if it's not a hobby, it shouldn't look like one. And I believe that, yeah, many of us end up just so in so much doubt in so much of the, I'm not enough. I don't know enough. I need to have this in order to do this so I can be this. Mm -hmm. And um, what God has been showing me over time is no, no, no. I need you to be who I've called you to be so that you can do the things I've called you to do so that you can have the blessings I have for you and the people working with you on the other end of that and um, And so it 's just been so amazing for me to watch that unfold with all the hiccups, so many vulnerable moments uh, throughout this year where you know sometimes i 've turned off and I do all of my podcasts live, so it 's actually a daily live podcast, and then I just you know take out the the uh, audio and stick it on on the podcast itself. Um, so I'm live every day and lots of times I'm in my PJs, lots of times, you know, I was able to get makeup on and, and we set this standard that we have to look and sound a certain way in order to be, um, worthy of going out into the marketplace and sharing our message. Of hope that's and
0: truth so, with others. That's so true. In fact, this is take two of this one because I was babbling my words, right? So, <laughs> but that's such a good point that you're making because we put so much pressure on ourselves. And I know men do as well, but yeah. I can tell you from a mom and from a woman's standpoint of view, I know that we struggle with it more intensely and in, in broader on a broader scale um, collectively as women. Um, it's just part of who we are, especially those of us who are really determined and we have a family. So those of us that want to do the work and want to, you know, have career and do something entrepreneurialship. Um, so that's, yeah, absolutely. I bet you were working on yeah. your perfection doing live every single day because <laughs> you just showed up <laughs> how you were and what you were meant to be. Exactly. It really is
1: all about showing up and just understanding that everything's happening in its perfect timing. Mm. And um, I truly believe that the divine has already been where we want to be. And so being able to trust that and to trust our path and to trust the lessons that we need to learn um, every single day because you know they're going to come. You know, the life of an entrepreneur is a roller coaster ride. And uh, being okay with that being prepared for that, knowing that and actually embracing our weakness because mm. it's in that place that we're going to be able to see, um, the story unfold and not only the story of us being intentional about moving, but, but the story that God has placed for us to, um, to walk into and knowing that when we're weak, he's going to be strong. And so it's okay. It's okay to feel frustrated. It's okay to, to feel, um, you know, down or doubtful in moments, but ultimately knowing that our next level is a deeper level of trust. And so, um, Mm. that just really makes me excited to know that people can feel just that, like, (sighs) you can just kind of rest and have a business full of ease instead of stress. And I think we're so um, so focused on stress these days and triggering each other and just reacting to everything that we've kind of dulled our ability to really listen to ourselves, listen to our bodies, listen to other people. And, um, and now is a time to kind of take a step back and say, okay, it's time to turn up my awareness Because that's where I can, you know, use my reticular activating system in my brain to tell it to focus, you know, and the word it says, take command of your thoughts, right? It's, um, you Mm -hmm. do have control over those. You are not subject or, um, you know, binded to those things. And so I'm just like really, really excited to give this message of faith over fear, Because you truly can walk into the unknown with joy, with ease, with trust, and most of all with surrender. Because ultimately, we are not here for ourselves, right? It's not about me. It's not how I look. It's not how, you know, even my story per se, but it's the larger picture. Who am I here to impact? How has God plucked me out of eternity and placed me to be alive in 2020 for a specific purpose with the specific gifts that he has given me. And how am I going to appreciate that and turn it into action? Even when I'm scared, even if I don't know the how to's, but I'm trusting that if I'm alive, there's a reason for it today.
0: Absolutely. I, I, I love that you talk about how, um, and you can tell the passion is there, definitely, Monica. But how you talk about how you know, at 20 years old, you you got the, you were leading, uh, leaving the young in youth pasture, or le- a youth pastor. See, I'm even stumbling over my words still. Mm-hmm. And that you you got off that track to raise a family and do something different. So that way, you you made a sacrifice to be home with your kids, um, and the cool thing is, is when, I think when we find our purpose and we, when we know our purpose and it refines us, like what happened to you when you heard your word and it was very clear to you, very spoken, very clear to you. And you leaned back into your true purpose, like you said later um, or earlier that it really, it comes with ease. There's obviously ups and downs with entrepreneurship, but it's a, it's a feeling of ease because you have faith that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, doing your calling, that you're leaning into your purpose. You surrender to everything that is um, and to the higher power, but also to probably to yourself, to, to the go with the flow, especially because everybody, you know, everybody right now is in fight or flight or in some kind of crisis mindset because of COVID. And I find that, you know, it's really important to not necessarily fight it and be frustrated and to have the, the constant resistance or reacting as you were saying, but when you can surrender, take a step back, take a deep breath. It doesn't mean that you agree. It means that you are making a choice of how you engage and interact. I mean, would you agree or would you add anything to that? Definitely. I think that we get very comfortable,
1: um, being complacent in the space of arguing for our limitations Mm. and that is one of the things that um, I work with women a lot around because it's like there's always a but we're all there's always going to be a but is the thing and so if we're going to use that as our reason not to do what we're supposed to do then um then I don't see where the hope is in that, right? I don't see where the transformation is in that for yourself or your clients because ultimately, as you know, we could just have a hobby and go do something for ourselves. But as entrepreneurs, our goal is to be problem solvers. Mm -hmm. And so if we can't step into the, I know this is here, yet I'm choosing to move forward anyways, or I'm choosing to walk in this direction instead of, everything else is pointing in the other direction. If I can do this, then I know that the people I'm called to
0: serve will be able to see that they can do it as well. Absolutely. Your people will find you. If you are willing to shine your light and to, to do the work yourself, at least what I found in my words, the, your people will find you. Um, and it's interesting because we do, you know, there. like you said, there is always going to be, a quote unquote, but, but Mm. I can't do this or, but there's people doing it better than me. Imposter syndrome. I was having a conversation this morning about imposter syndrome, right? Mm. Or, or just whatever there, there can always be a reason or an excuse really to not do something or to do something. And it's kind of your choice of which way you decide to go. And you chose that leap. Exactly. And what I've found in taking the leap
1: is that I actually found myself. Wouldn't that be amazing? If we knew, if we were convinced that on the other side of the scary was us. Mm. You know, because right now, honestly, when we are holding back from not getting there, we're basically living a life of labels. What labels have I allowed? the world to attach onto myself, my parents, my siblings, my friends, uh, you know, social media. And I just spend my whole day trying to maybe leave the labels there as, you know, band-aids because that's now become my identity or I'll try to rip one off here. And then maybe a few years later, rip another one, one, but it's just a, such a slow, painful process, right. To be able to, um, to move at the speed that you would like. And so honestly, sometimes it just requires just moving forward, being obedient to it, surrendering to it. And then all of a sudden you've found yourself because you're not using the labels anymore. And you discover that that was never you in the first place
0: it's such a beautiful, and I have goose goosebumps right now because I completely relate. And hello, that's what this podcast is about. Like really living the life by your choice, right? Creating your own life. And the, the, I'm, I love that you use the bandaid analogy because I say that so much, just rip off the bandaid. And I'm the one who, was the lone wolf and just jumped finally when I, when I made that choice and people didn't understand. And at the end of the day, it wasn't for them to understand. It was for me to understand. It was for me to listen to my inner voice and to step more into my purpose. And I, I love that you tell that to the audience because it is so important because a lot of times I know with my clients, they feel like, you know they use the butt but i'm leaving this behind but what about this and what about this and they're so conditioned by the circumstances or their environment in which they were brought up in usually from childhood or Mm -hmm. in which they're in um that's kind of hurting them into one one direction and not in their true stepping into what they truly want to do and what their truly is their calling and even though that leap is scary, it is if you, when you can rip off that band-aid, it is one of the most beautiful things, one of the most profound things I think that you can do in your life. And to go back what you were saying earlier about how, you know, your people just your people find you. When you shine, the brighter you shine, the more that your people can find you. And you're then you're really doing your purpose because you are sharing with those that need it to be shared to uplifting them. Yeah. And exactly what you do. And this is why I was excited to have you on the, have you on the podcast. Well, what would you say to these people who are kind of in that place? Maybe they don't know what their purpose is. Maybe they, maybe they're not listening to that voice that could be speaking to them and, and whatever their faith or belief is we all have that voice. Like if we stop and listen, the whatever God we believe in can speak to us, we can hear it. So what, what would you say to somebody who's in that position? um, Because I have a global audience. So many, many different religions that listen to listen to the um, to the podcast, but what would you say to them right now? Yeah, I would, um,
1: I would say this, and this was something that gave me tons of relief because ultimately you hear from us, from, you know, other speakers or courses or whatever you hear in your entrepreneurial career, um, people you use as mentors, you need to find your purpose. You need to walk in your (laughs) calling, right? That's what we're constantly saying. Mm -hmm. And, um, and unfortunately many of us think that it's one thing. I have to find that one thing that I am good at. I have to find, it's like you try all these things and hopefully one of them is going to click and that's going to be the thing. <laughs> and so, um, something that I learned along the way was that it isn't one thing. Your, your purpose is not one thing. Your purpose is seasonal. It changes
0: oh, as an the evolution.
1: Exactly. And so as you are within this specific season, what is that voice calling you to do in this season? Mm. If you don't walk into that and you walk into the next season and you still don't know, guess what? Go back to what that voice told you to do the prior season. Mm. Be obedient to that first, go back to the last thing you were told to do so that you can open space to move into the next.
0: I think, and that's beautiful that because I, and I know, I know you deal with this with your clients because I deal with my clients, those that do jump ahead or maybe they feel like they have to be only in one, um, in one purpose uh or one idea and they fight so hard and they're using their in some most times wasting so much energy to really resist and it goes back to what you said earlier the surrender and faith to surrender to that one thing in the season i love that terminology and that analogy it would just it would feel so much easier and they're building the building block for the next season which they're already trying to jump into. And for me who likes to like do everything at once, that's definitely some, that's beautiful advice. I love that. I love that. Yeah.
1: And, and it it really came to play in my own life. I remember when my older kids, because my kids ages range from 27 all the way down to six. And so my older four kids, um, you know, they lived with me as an entrepreneur from, from birth and, I basically spent so much time working when in that season, that voice had actually told me to spend more time with my kids. Mm. And because I was disobedient to that, I became a workaholic and I drove, I I didn't complete, (laughs) I didn't complete the course. I didn't get the lesson in that season. And I didn't create the memories that were supposed to be created in that season. Now, that's not to say let's throw a bunch of guilt on all these moms who, <laughs> who work hard and haven't spent time with their kids. That's not true because when I interviewed my oldest son um, a couple years back, I asked him, what was it like? To have a mom who is an entrepreneur since you were born and I was just kind of like biting my nails waiting to hear his response and tell me all the horrible things that I had neglected to do and instead he said oh actually you are at every soccer game you are at every parent teacher conference. There's not one time I felt like you weren't there for me. And so at the beginning, I was like, wait, so I've been holding, carrying this awful guilt for, you know, 20 something years. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I should have interviewed you sooner. (laughs) Exactly. But it just goes to show that your children will always choose to see the best in you.
0: Well, and I think that, you know, because I'm in the same boat. My kids, 21, 22, 23, well, about to be 23. Uh, the ones that I raise, and um, they they say the same thing. Like I was always the one who could pick them up, who was at every game, who could do was there when they got home from school, even though I might be working from home. But um, you know, when they get upset, they might throw it in my face that I'm working all the time, (laughs) but don't we do that as human beings anyway? So, um, but, but exactly the same thing. So it's really interesting that you say that. And that's something that you, just to reiterate what you said is that that's something that you, you in reflection felt that you didn't listen to the voice of God directing you in that moment, but that you probably wouldn't change much, I would say, because it's made you who you are, and it's really given you the platform of, especially now that your son gave you the confirmation that no, he learned a lot from you. <laughs> but, exactly. but it, but it's interesting that we can beat ourselves up, and um, I, I love that you asked about uh, asked your son that. I love that. I, I did want to because we're coming to a close, but. What would you say? What's one of the biggest lessons that you learned from your kids? Because I know as a mom, I've learned so much from my children in reflection of not just raising them, but watching them develop and everything that they went through. And uh, with you having eight children, God bless you. um, What What would be the biggest lesson as a mom that you've learned? The biggest lesson I would say was it's okay
1: to be an imperfect mom. Hmm. I think that, um, just holding myself to such a high standard. And that came from when I was young and, um, I, it was just my brother and myself and my dad was very strict with us. So if we didn't do things perfectly, we would be like, it would be physical pain, right? Not even just emotional pain, but physical Mm -hmm. pain. And so I carried that on with me into my entrepreneurial career, into everything I did, and I would walk into my kids' um, you know dirty, messy room because they had just been playing, and it was just like a tornado hit in there. And immediately, I would say, "Oh, you're such an awful mom. You can't even teach them to be you know organized or this or that." And so it was always coming back to me um, about what I wasn't and mm-hmm. what they really wanted for me to be was just me and to love them and to appreciate them and spend whatever amount of time with them without all of the hang-ups that i had placed on myself or expectations because they're expecting nothing all they want is the smile all they want is the you know the recognition or the hug the,
0: the acknowledgement love of mom yeah yeah
1: the belonging And so, um, that's one of the things that they have taught me that I've now been able to say to my clients, look, you're scared to do a Facebook live. This is what my kids taught me. And what you think your kids want is the same thing your audience wants. Hmm. They just want to belong. They just want to be able to see someone who struggles as much as they do, or look the same they do in the morning, or, um, you know, have been through the same circumstances or situations and, um, and creating those touch points with them, I think is just so, so important. So I definitely have brought that into my, um, my own experience in the way that I show up online and has been extremely impactful um, with the trust that I have been able to build with my audience.
0: I love that. I use my kids and my ex, which were best friends, but I use them as examples all the time in my teachings and my coaching and my uh, advice and probably on my podcast. I'm probably going to have to start paying them all so (laughs) eventually, but but it's so true. And, And I love that you do the same and coming from a recovering perfectionist from the same by the way from the same roots it was from well my my father it was a really abusive households but i developed perfectionism because i was in fear of things not being perfect in result i'd get the abuse so i totally relate to that and um and i do want to just leave a quick note for the, all the dads are out there that are listening they're saying but this could be me too yeah Yes, it could be men or women, uh, but definitely, I know that women really, really um, tend to hold this burden a lot more, Um, so um, I, I really appreciate you being on. I know that we're coming to an end, and I feel like it could talk with you for hours and have you give lots of good advice. So I might ask you back. Uh, Hopefully you'll say yes. Um, But I definitely want to give a chance to kind of promote you as well. So again, this is Monica Perez Burton and her uh, website is faithledbusiness.com. And she currently has the visibility vault, which is really exciting. It is A paid subscription group, a membership group, and it's for women entrepreneurs. And it really—it's all about helping you find your voice, Um, especially in the tech world. Since uh, Monica loves techy stuff um, and is great at it, and has so many years' experience, but she is there to help women entrepreneurs. And it's just a really supportive group, as well as some freebies on her side as well. What else do you have going on, Monica?
1: yeah i'm also um i will be launching pretty soon another um mentorship group it's called um the collective the collective minds mentorship uh where right now i'm taking a group of 10 women and we're diving in really deep uh, to make sure that they are showing up in their calling and we are peeling off those onion layers And helping them to see things from a new perspective, a new lens. And I will be launching another one of those groups um, probably in the next month or so. So um, people are, you know, they can feel free to watch me every morning. Um, I'm on Facebook Live uh, on my page, Faith Led Business, doing the, um, the daily podcast. Or they can also subscribe to the Faith Led Business podcast as well.
0: Love that. And again, for all the entrepreneurs out there that are listening globally, because she will take international clients as well, please, um, like her on Facebook, definitely start listening to her podcast. But if you are a woman who is ready to be the go-to in your industry and has a calling to God and really wants to live a faith led business and life. Monica is your girl. So please, please connect with her and her information will be in the text of this podcast. Monica, I really appreciate you being on today, especially with school starting and everything going on. I know that lives can be chaos at times, but I appreciate you taking out the time and and, um, sharing a little bit of your wisdom today. Would you like to leave us with maybe one last kind of piece of advice for entrepreneurs in this time? Sure. Um, Thank you so much once again for having
1: me on. I will just leave you with a quick visualization that my mentor um, shared with me the other day and I thought was really powerful. Um, There are two different ways to approach life. Just imagine if you were to close your eyes and walk up to the edge of this beautiful um, lake and on the lake you see a canoe and you get into the canoe and you just lay down in the canoe, and you just let the water take you to wherever it needs to take you. Usually in life, what we normally do is we get to the edge of the water, we get in the canoe, we sit up, we grab the paddles, and we start trying to paddle to where we need to go. And so I believe that there is available to us a life of ease, a business of ease, and a place where we don't have to operate within a style of sales, um, and you know, making sales and doing things that way, but actually being able to sow and being able to reap from that. So, um, that is my hope for everyone listening. And I know, I know that that is available to you if you are just willing to test it out, to try it out one day at a time.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you again, Monica. I appreciate your time. Again, this is Monica Perez Burnett that I'm speaking with. And this is Lynn Howard signing off from Bangkok still. I'm still in Thailand, everybody. And thank you for listening to Confessions of a Digital Nomad And this is definitely the podcast where I will cringe listening to with my stumbling of the words, but I'm working on my perfectionism with you, Monica, in this moment. So I appreciate your time. (laughs) Thank you. I love it. All right. Thank Thank you. Take care. Thanks for tuning into Confessions of a Digital Nomad podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe today. So that way you'll get notifications every time a new episode is available. And if you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. And if this podcast moved you or feel it can move someone else, please share it with them today. I'm Lynn Howard signing off from somewhere in the world. Till next time.